0: Hello, once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm right here. All right, Mike, we have so much to go over. Well, this is like our six-month anniversary. Do you know that? We've it's been doing this for day. like six months already. How yeah. crazy is that? We've got so much stuff to go over. We've been talking about it a little bit, and you've been teasing me with it for the past couple of weeks off-air. We have the Merc Zones, version one of the NFL... All this NFL ranking, each, every single team ranked 1 to 32 based off of their free agency moves, off of their roster composition, their draft, their chances of winning the division. All that good stuff he wraps into one solid piece for us that we're going to pick apart piece by piece. We're talking some Miguel Cabrera comments on how how his poor power hitting is due to other people, question mark. We're talking... The Bucks moving to the Eastern Conference Finals, where basically blew out the team that I thought had the best chance of winning the Celtics, so made me look like an idiot. Um, oh, we're talking the WWE wildcard rule and how stupid or possibly genius, depending on what you and I okay. think. And obviously we're going to finish with Kenny Holland officially leaving the wings to take the general manager job for the Edmonton Oilers. So much to go over. We're giving you a five-star show today, guys, because we're going over all five sports. So, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Mike, I'm tired of waiting. You, you've been talking it. about it. You've been teasing me about it forever. Yeah. Let's just go. All right. So let's just let's start here. Let's start with. We're just going to go first. Let's say five, and then we'll kind of see okay. how we're how we're feeling so, after that. If I've already had a stroke. Do
1: or you not. prefer to go best to worst or worst to best? Let's go worst to best. Cool.
0: Okay. I think that'll be fun. I think yeah. that'd be more fun than okay. the other way around.
1: Okay, so it's always um, fun to talk about the bad teams. Exactly, (laughs) I feel like some of these we might just fly over. Right, for sure. For sure, middle ones are gonna be a lot of fun though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So So this is the
0: 32nd team in in your mind, right? This is the 32nd team, right? The worst football team is the worst team, right? Um, Going into the season as it stands right now.
1: Yeah, Yeah, number 32. I have the New York Giants at 32. Uh, I'll throw reasons out there as to. Getting rid of Oldell, mm-hmm. not really having your quarterback mm-hmm. and your defense doesn't look very good. Yeah. There was a lot of debate from thirty to thirty two where I wanted to put some of these teams. Right. But I think overall, I'm interested to
0: see your your bottom five because that's gonna be an okay. interesting topic for me a little okay. bit.
1: Okay. Well then thirty one, mm-hmm. I have the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Number thirty, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. 29, I have the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. and 28, I have the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Really? So yes. you've got Arizona above some teams that have some, I think, more pieces around them. What, what's your rationale? Do you think Kyler's going to be just better I think, overall? I think
1: Kyler, well, I think Kyler to the Redskins is worth maybe three or four games. Right. And when you look at... I'm, Cardinals. I, yeah, Cardinals. Good, yeah. I, I based it off of, when you look at the other teams mm-hmm. there... I don't think their quarterback play mm-hmm. is going to get them to that many wins. Right. I think Kyler alone could get you three, four wins. Right. You know, right. you have... You don't even know what's going on in New York, right? Miami has Josh Rosen, which is nice, but you don't really have much to throw to there, right, or you don't yeah. really have stuff there. You don't really have a good um, run game either. Bengals, you have Andy Dalton, and we know how that is just for the <laughs> most part. <laughs> the Red Rockets. and Redskins, you just drafted Dwayne Haskins, and right. in a place that isn't very well run right. Uh, right right now. Yeah, that's yeah. kind I of a tough. Feel place like, to throw I feel like I feel
0: like a lot of people have all those teams. I think the Redskins are the one team that people would say. I think you are undervaluing a little bit, right? Yeah. So I look at the Washington Redskins, but I'm, I'm somewhat in agreement with you on your bottom five. I don't necessarily disagree. I think the Giants are going to be terrible. We kind of yeah, feel that nice. going in, right? Um, I I think that Arizona's going to be bad. I'm kind of surprised. I'm interested to see where San Francisco falls on that list for you because that team, to me, it's like a – like some people think they're like going to be better mm-hmm. than people think, and other people think they're still going to be terrible. Yes. Um. The the Washington Redskins though are a team where you got a rookie quarterback right. You got Case Keenum just in case right. If Haskins isn't starting week one, I like what they did getting Montez Sweat. Free agency wise though, I don't really know many wide receivers they are going to have to be able to throw to. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know a lot of pieces on their defense. I mean, I know they have Josh Norman, but you, you try right. You the got the Landon Redskins Collins. So you overpaid. Um so you have individual pieces but once again they're a team that's never been able to put it together you know exactly. what i mean they're
1: always off season winners yeah. And it never. And I also, when you take into account like the division they play, they play the right. Eagles, Cowboys. They have really no chance of winning their right, division. Right. Absolutely. So Which now you have means, to make the wild yeah, card. At least
0: three losses right there, more than likely. Exactly. Because I don't think they beat Dallas either time, and yeah. maybe they split with Philly. Exactly. But you know, so right there, I, I mean, you're yeah, I'm not. I think some people would say that you're undervaluing Washington a little bit. Yeah. But besides that, I, I'm kind of in agreement so far. You have a lot of teams there who either have young quarterbacks. They just drafted one. Or teams that don't have an identity right now. New head coaches, new GMs, new philosophy changes. So,
1: all right, let's keep going. All right, so the next five, we're looking at 27. I have the Oakland Raiders. Okay. 26, I have the Buccaneers. Okay. 25, Buffalo Bills. Okay. 24, Tennessee Titans. 23... Carolina Panthers. So,
0: 24, you have Tennessee, and Tennessee made the playoffs last year. Yes. So, you have them at 24. That's an intriguing um, slotting. For that. Is it just because you're so... But you're a Mariota guy, so yeah. it can't be quarterback See, play. No,
1: well, that's my problem, is Mariota's hurt all the time. That, that's And that, that's the thing that hurts me, is right. they get down to like week 15, 16, mm-hmm. and then Mariota gets out with some kind of leg injury or whatever, right. and now it's like, right. you don't have that guy to step in for him. Exactly. If I could trust Mariota for 17 weeks, they'd mm-hmm. probably be around the 20, mm-hmm. maybe low 19, like 19 Mm -hmm. range but because of that just because of that Mariota not always healthy range well that too um, some
0: of their personnel most too right like the Corey davis at five from western right he Mm -hmm. hasn't turned into the premier all pro wide receiver that they thought he would be um they didn't they didn't pick up jack conklin's fifth year option Mm -hmm. very confusing don't understand where that's coming from right and when i look at that team i go They signed some bigger name free agents a couple years ago, right? They got Malcolm Butler. I think Logan Ryan's on that team too, right? Both for New England. Vrabel's their coach. It's once again, it's another team where it's like, what are they, right? Like Derek Henry's a beast for three, four games in a row, and then he's gone for two days. You know what I mean? So, like, for me, in agreement with what you're saying, the inconsistency of your quarterback availability, along with the fact that. You're paying a lot of guys who necessarily like Malcolm Butler was terrible last mm-hmm. year and they paid him a bunch of money. I know exactly. a lot of Lions fans wanted him, so I'm interested. The Raiders are another team, too, that I, I think a little bit too. I think that what people have to realize is you're going on the stability of the franchise, too, a little bit. Right. I can feel this uh, it's a kind of a theme. Like the Redskins are a bad organization, like structurally, they're mm-hmm. bad, right? The Raiders, historically the past 20 years, are a bad structured organization, yeah. right? So I, I kind of, I, I don't necessarily disagree with them either. I think that they will be, I think Oakland will be better than people think, but I still think that ceiling seven wins. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, you know I, I mean? like I was yeah.
1: like, I mean if Derek Carr is playing at such a high level right around yeah. they yeah. can 9 nine ten games. Right. However, if he doesn't play well and that defense is like they And they don't, don't have recommend. a
0: quarterback in waiting either. That's another mm-hmm. thing. So they're really going in all on car or they're gonna suck and you yeah. know for and two And their uh, draft or to me was
1: kinda underwhelming, of like getting yeah, Farrell Clayton, at four Farrell. and Jacobs at like twenty four or whatever. I was like yeah. not any. You're that expecting if you're
0: if you're Oakland, you're or Vegas, I guess now. I mean yeah. whoever, I mean, you really are expecting your rookies to mm-hmm. be immediate impact players, which you have to be if you're picking in the top five, no doubt, but you basically had to hit on all three of those picks, exactly. and I don't know if you did that. All right, let's keep going. All
1: right, um, So, number 22, I have the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. 21, I have the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. 20, Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. 19, Atlanta Falcons. 18, Green Bay Packers.
0: Wow. All right, so everybody is already thinking we're homers, because you've got, you, you got the Lions above the Packers, number well, one.
1: Okay, I'll throw in this extra one. I have the Lions at 17.
0: Okay, okay. That's an interesting topic. And
1: um, I actually, right before this, I actually switched them. Yeah. Because I was like, what did the Packers really do? Mm -hmm. They didn't really do much to me to, like... Wow, they really improved from last right. year, where I think the Lions actually brought in some good pieces mm-hmm. and draft decently well mm-hmm. to a certain extent where I think they might be a badge
0: ball. You just went there. against the total grain from like ninety five percent of the Lions population yeah, fans, right? So they hated the draft, right? They liked limited well, mean, framecy, but I didn't
1: hate the draft. I'm right. not like I'm like it was fine, like yeah, you got exactly. like Hawkinson yeah. adding pieces. Mm-hmm. I just don't think like Packers first round pick was Rashad Gary. Right. And we're I love like you got that safety it, too yeah, from Maryland. So but I'm just like listen, I I'm
0: I'm interested. I mean, so you got the so give me that five again one more time. So the Niners,
1: Niners, Broncos, Broncos Jags, Jags, Falcons, Falcons, Packers, Limes. Right.
0: The Falcons. I think. I think you slotted like Denver pretty well. That defense is still good, yeah. not great. They have poor quarterback play. This is John Elway. I think if he misses yeah. on lock, I think that should be just kind
1: of done. Yeah. But well, I I literally put the Jags above Broncos only because. Jag's defense is better, mm-hmm. and I trust Foles a little bit, a bit better more than, than Flacco. Anything. And but that's Flacco. literally the right. only reason yeah, why they're sure. above. No, I'm not. I'm and not so, disagreeing with yeah. that,
0: right? I think that in the middle here, that, that's what makes this so in, interesting, right? Like, I think a lot of people are expecting a major bounce back. Uh, local radio station, we're not going to name it, number one, thinks that the Packers are going to be like back again. I'm in agreement with you. I like the defensive pieces they've added. Right? They added some defensive playmakers, right? Amos, Preston Smith. You went and drafted Rashawn Gary. You drafted that safety out America. You have pieces on the defensive side. But, and I'm going to go back to this once again, who's catching the ball for the Green Bay Packers yeah. right now? 55-year-old fifty five year old Jimmy Graham? No. Right. You got Devontae Adams, and then you got a whole bunch of younger dudes, which is fine, but but if we're going to apply the same logic to the Packers that we do to every other football team out there, and ex- escape the Rodgers media bias for a second, they they had the same roster offensively that they did a year ago. Exactly. So, so I, I and know. that that offense wasn't putting up major points. It, mm-hmm. The the defense was clearly a major issue. And I and I t- and I tip the hat to them to say we've had a bad defense for a long time now. We need to address this and we need to figure it out. And they went and spent some money. And I get that. Mm-hmm. However. Your offense is the same. And I, I understand you're expecting Aaron Rodgers to kind of pull you out of that funk, right? But, you know, he holds the ball longer than anybody else in the league. He hasn't played, he hasn't stayed healthy the past two years. He's only getting older. His contract keeps getting higher. And it, you know what I mean? So that's, it's a, you're on a very tipsy-turvy type yep. of situation. All right, let's start at 17 yep. to the Lions. Okay, yep. let's keep going.
1: Uh, so we got 16. I put the Houston Texans. Okay. 15. I put the New York Jets. Wow. Okay. Minnesota is sitting at 14. Mm-hmm. 13 is the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. 12 is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And 11 is the Kansas City Chiefs with wow. an asterisk that Tyreek Hill is probably gonna be leaving. Right. Okay. If he's still there, right. he moves up a little bit. Okay. But okay. So I obviously, let's
0: on the kind of lines. I think you. I think looking at this roster, I think you're pretty much dead on. Yeah, from a position standpoint, right? I think that a lot of people, <laughs> it's funny, some people you read, you know, everybody goes based off media, right, and how everybody kind of thinks, well, I like this move, I don't like this move, whatever, yeah. right? It's either everybody hates what the Lions did consistently,
1: mm-hmm. or
0: or they love what they did in free agency and hate the draft, or that third option where they think everything was just okay, right? Like some people think the signing of Trey Flowers was the best signing in free agency. Others that, like, yeah, it's okay, but what else do they have? Yeah. so. It, it all depends, really, on your viewpoint of where you look at this team. I will say this, that the state of the Detroit Lions, you're going to know pretty quickly here in the first six games of the season, right? Correct. You're going to know if this team is either going to be hunting for a playoff spot or we're looking at another top ten pick. Mm-hmm. That's going to be that simple, right? It's going to be that straightforward this first six games, right? Yeah. Where some of these other teams, right, like I, don't, I, I think that you're right in Kansas City. Kansas City's defense is not good. no, And yeah. they did not improve. I no. mean, I get it. They got Frank Clark. But okay you swap D Ford and Frank Clark you have the same defense. You don't have you don't have Barry anymore, right? Even if he wasn't healthy fully. I don't know anybody else on that defense truly yeah. that's any sort of playmaker. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the
1: Chiefs were just kind of like no, Not really big defense. If you don't right. have Tyree Kill, who's Patty throwing to, not right. really a big run game because Kareem Hunt's or he's not even there anymore. Right. So I was just like, I, he was, they were in my top ten, and mm-hmm. slowly but surely they were moved out. Right, and
0: I day. think Minnesota's another team, too, where if you look at the Minnesota team, last year they were stacked. You might as well just put them in the Super Bowl in every preseason yeah. ranking, right? But now you look at them and you go... Yeah, but, you know, Xavier Woods, he gets called for a lot of penalties. Kirk Cousins, we don't know if that was worth the investment. Yep. Dalvin Cook, can he stay healthy? They're they're about to trade um, their tight end. What's his, what's his name? Kyle um, Cal- Rudolph. Because yeah. they broke off contract talks, mm-hmm. right? The, so, Sheldon Richardson left. Everson Griffin's exactly. a nut job. There's a lot of question marks on this Minnesota team. So, Detroit fans, I know you're not necessarily super optimistic about this football team, but if you really look at the landscape of the league, there's a lot of question marks on a lot of teams all sandwiched together and it's that close. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to see, especially in the... N- where do you have the Lions ranked in the NFC conference as a whole? Like Just, yeah. give me that. just in the so NFC.
1: I have them at number eight. Number Dad eight.
0: Middle. Okay, right in the smack dab of the middle. Okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see because do I do we think that they're probably a playoff team where they need to be? Mm-hmm. Probably. But with just looking at their overall talent, I would say it's part of it, right? I think that Stafford needs to play better. And the defense needs to do what it's been paid to do. All right, let's keep going. All right. So top 10, right? Top 10. top 10. Okay. 10 to 5. 10 to 5.
1: 10 to 5. We're looking at number 10. I got Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Number 9, the LA Rams. Okay. Number 8, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Number 7, Cleveland Browns. Wow. Number 6, Chicago Bears.
0: Wow. So, obviously Cleveland making the big jump from like 30 to 6. Yep. You know what I mean? With all
1: those talent acquisitions. You're For almost sure. Like, on For paper, sure. you're like... I mean, they're the, the Madden favorite. I mean,
0: everybody when Madden 20 comes out is going to play with them. I'm, I'm kind of... I mean looking at that give me that give me that list one more time
1: uh Seahawks 10 Rams yes. 9 Eagles 8 Browns 7 right. six I
0: think the I think the Rams I think the Rams fans you need to expect a step back this yeah. year Gurley's not healthy you paid him way too soon Goff defense is not the guy gone. defense left right and we as we saw The tape is out now. Like, that's the one thing, man, about these offensive gurus, right? Is everybody wants to get the next Sean McVay. Okay, but the Sean McVay experiment is going to work for two years. And then now it's kind of like we have enough tape on you where now it's got to be... You still have to have good players on the offensive side of the ball, right? Robert Woods is not a top 10 receiver in this league. I'm sorry. He's just not. You know what I mean? So... For him to be like one of his go-to guys, that's great. But you're going to know Jared Goff is worth an extension this season. Yep. You're going to know that immediately. You know what I mean? Um, so I like their slotting there. Seattle, Seattle's a question mark team for me. For me too. Because they keep losing pieces. You know, Doug Baldwin's gone now. Cam Chancellor's been gone for two years. They lost um, Sherman two years ago. They lost, uh, what's his nuts, the safety. Earl Thomas, he's gone. The whole Legion of Boom's gone, yeah. right? And they keep winning football games. Exactly. And this and this That's is where you're going to have to see the true genius of Russell Wilson come into play. They just paid him all that money, so it's going to be Russell Wilson has a good year again, or they're going to be nine and seven, eight and eight. You know what I mean? Because that division's still so yeah, terrible. I have. I mean, they still win the division probably, but.
1: And that's why close. I have the Rams over because I think they have more talent. Right. But I would trust Seattle to win the division. Right. I
0: do, too, teams. just because big playability and and being in those situations, I'm sorry, but I'm going to take Russell Wilson over Jared. At the end of the day, when when two teams like that, in my mind, are really close, I have to go to quarterback play. Exactly. Because yep. at the end of the day, who can make it work? Yep. And Russell Wilson is by far a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Yep. All
1: right. Top five. Let's top go. Top five. This is going to be some fun stuff. So number five, I have yeah. the Indianapolis Colts.
0: I like I like Indy. Their defense I, is young. They have a great offensive line. If Luck stays healthy, healthy. it's that's the key. He's got right? so many weapons to throw. I really down. wish they'd have been more aggressive for agency though. I really do. Like yeah. Funchess, that's that's yeah. fine. But you got right?
1: Ty. You got um, your guy Paris Campbell playing Love the slot, and then Ebron, I mean because Indianapolis does so well with their tight ends, yeah. now catches like fifteen touchdowns a year, yeah. and it's some great stuff.
0: I'm looking for him to drop a game winner one day, though, and I the agree. whole fans are just gonna go, ah, you know what I mean? And I agree. With he'll that. hate the media again. Uh,
1: number does. four, I have the LA Chargers. Yeah, I think I think at really, really the like, to bottom, yeah. I think they have one of the best rosters.
0: Their defense is pretty damn good. Philip, as long as Philip Rivers plays the way he's been playing, right? Yep. That's that's the key. That's really is the key. Is yep. that? But. Really love Derwin, Derwin James. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Guy's
1: so good. Number three, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Wow,
0: that hurts. That yep. hurts. But we've been t- we've talked about it on the air before. That defense, folks, it's let's there. exclude the Dak and the Zeke and the Mari Cooper for a second. And that, that great offensive line. That, that defense is low-key. Nobody's talking about it. It's going to be really damn good. It would be a top-five defense. I, I mean, Jalen Smith, if Sean Lee can stay healthy, you've got Van Der Esch, you've got Demarcus Lawrence, you've got Byron Jones... You've got a lot of good pieces, even if their cornerback situation isn't necessarily the best. You have athletic freaks in your front seven mm-hmm. that are that are going to be super solid for you. They they invested heavily in the D line again. That dude from UCF, I mean, lots of talent on that Cowboy defense. I'm not even, Dak is only going to do hand the ball off. We already know that, but yeah. or being able, being able to score. But I will say this. This is Dallas's year. Yes. If they don't do it now, they're not winning a championship in the next 10 years because they're going to pay Dak 30000000 million. got to somehow either sell your fan base that they're going to pay Amari Cooper $15 million a year or they're going to let him walk. So you get a first-round mm-hmm. pick for a year and a half of production, and you're still going to pay Zeke. And now, and then you gotta go pay Jalen Smith too. That's a lot of guys that you're got to pay big money to that you can't afford to do it. So exactly. all right, let's keep going.
1: Uh number two, we have the New Orleans Saints. Top to bottom. If Breeze is there, I think they're the best team in the NFC.
0: Their cap situation scares the crap out of me. But when Breeze retires, it's gonna be terrible. But right now, we so yeah, I mean they gotta get it done. This is another team. They need to get yeah, it done it's, this I year. I think it's
1: gonna be them and the cowboys yeah. as a prediction yeah. in the competition. They need to get it done and this year. And number one, probably not shocking to anybody. I have the Patriots at number one Shocker. because
0: they're the Patriots.
1: They're the Patriots. <laughs> they can lose as many people as they want. They can get whoever, yeah, and somehow matter. they'll be twelve and four and make playoffs. So yeah, probably best the team division.
0: NFL. Yeah, best team. Yeah, that's that's not really any argument. That was fun. I you yeah. know I really don't have much qualms about that. You know, honestly, I think you're looking at it from. You know, from multiple different angles, and you know, I totally, I'm with yep. you, I'm with you for sure on that. Not, not complaining at all. All right, let's shift now from football. Let's briefly. I just want to briefly touch on this. Yeah. Miggy talk just for a second. That's he, he's hit one home run in like you know 300 at bats. It feels like yeah. right. He's been. He's not been very good. They're not. He's not been getting the. He's you no. Know, he doesn't have the attention that everyone expects Miguel Cabrera to have. They're pitching around him. You know, and he goes and he basically says, "Well, look who's batting around me." You know, I used to have Prince Fielder, I used to have Carlos Guillen. I used to have this guy, I used to have this guy bat- batting around me. Does this do these comments, as he continues to age and more than likely get worse, is this gonna ruin his legacy in Detroit?
1: Um, I don't think so. I is think it's just because they suck so uh, yeah. no one's paying attention. I mean for me it's just kinda like his legacy's almost set already. Yeah. Like it's almost like if Brady loses two more Super Bowls, is that gonna impact anything? No. Yeah. Like it's like some of those things where it's like He's, his legacy is already set. There's not much more. They're going to rebuild for the next five years. Mm-hmm. And in that fifth year, he's probably going to be gone anyway. So they're not planning to build around him. No. So anything that happens now, um, it's probably like under the rug stuff. Right. Um, also, when he said this whole, oh, it's due to the people batting around me. Right. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were a quarterback having to throw wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, because right. Because I didn't know that batting impacted you on the second and four hitter. Right, exactly. Because it, you're just hitting the ball. Right, like yeah. it's like oh well is... I, I
0: mean his 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 rationale is well you know <laughs> I I was batting in the third spot so if I had Prince Fielder behind me maybe they'll pitch to me because they don't want to pitch to him or vice you know what I mean so yeah. there was a little more strategy involved but to your point right at the end of the day you need to produce yeah right like I, as a fan I don't want to hear well it's because of the other people around me okay you've been terrible yeah. you haven't done anything you were hurt last year you got an albatross of a contract mm-hmm. that we're all stuck with mm-hmm. and. You're gonna go out there and you're gonna blame the other people around you. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be the veteran. Yeah. You're supposed to be the MVP. That's why. That's
1: why. Like Stanford's never gone out and say, "Wow, well, I blame everyone." Yeah, exactly. Me.
0: I've had a running game in nine years as a yeah. quarterback. You know what I mean? Or yeah. running... I don't have receivers to throw to. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah.
1: it's like he's getting a lot of money, so he should be producing. Exactly. And he, and he, he does just to and he goes exam. and he just so, says, "Listen, I got to do better." Right. Yeah. So then, I don't. I I just don't like it. I do, do think he is benefiting
0: a little bit. Like if the Tigers, like if this happened in like September and the Tigers were, like, in a race for the pennant. Oh, yeah, that's I different. think people are like, really? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I think he's benefiting from them being so terrible yeah. that he can kind of say whatever he wants, and people just go, okay, yeah. you know, like, you're terrible too, so yeah. <laughs> why Why, yeah, why yeah, do you we bet care? Yeah, like
1: 200 right now. Yeah,
0: so. well, that's the thing, though, right? It's it's the power numbers, you know. I it, You don't expect a guy to be hitting 40 home runs a year, right? Like, yeah. at that age. No doubt about it, unless he's hitting the Royds, Barry Bonds. But... At the same oh, time. I'm really too shade at that. I can't stand Barry Bonds. Okay, you cool. such a jerk hole. But with that being oh. said though, right, you you can't you can't come around and say, "Well, I'm struggling because other people they're pitching around me and they don't want to let me hit." Like yeah. that's like saying I don't get a turn. Like complaining you don't get a turn, but never volunteering to go get a turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why well, didn't you get a turn? Well, you didn't go up there and so, ask.
1: Listen, if he gets to walk to every single at bat,
0: right? Then that's not responsibility. Like, but you're not doing that either. He's I know. striking out more than he's ever struck out. His batting average is terrible. He's got no extra base power. He's hit one home run all year. Right? Like. Yeah. It seems everyone else seems to be doing okay. Yep. What's your major malfunction? Okay? it's just That, to me, is just like a sign of somebody who's just kind of checked out a little bit. And yep. I think he's frustrated because he's not playing as well as I think he expects. But I don't think fan expectations that high. No. You know what I mean? I just the don't expect to be so like awful. Wins. I know. <laughs> like, it's not. Like, the bar is so low. Yeah. Like, it's. it's like... 2003 Tigers, low. You know what I mean? Where it's like 30 games. Woohoo! we won 30 games. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're so terrible. But it's interesting. I'm kind of interested to see how they how they handle it. Cardenhire kind of switched to the rug because he ain't here for that kind of stuff either. So it's interesting. If he continues to struggle and continues to make comments, though, I'm interested to see what happens. What happens how they respond It's one of those things. Where I'm like, you know what? Just you know, shut it. You know what I mean? So it's tough. It's interesting, but I'm excited to see kind of. Where they go, the Tigers team, if nothing else, they're fun to watch. I mean, Very it's either they're going to blow it or they're going to win by a lot, or they somehow pull it out of their ass at the end of the day. I don't know. It's just
1: they're... And they're only two games under 500, too. It's just right. Kind of they're honestly
0: right. You know, what I mean, you got to expect some trades to hope you just got to hope that they play well enough till they can trade a whole bunch of these guys. That's really the goal. You know, what I mean, yeah. you really don't want Shane Green being your closer in September. You want him playing for another team, yes, if we're being honest, but. I digress. All right. That's going to be it for part one. When we come back from the break, we got Eastern Conference uh, playoffs for the NBA, the Bucks looking dominant as ever. We got the wild card rule, and we got Kenny Holland going to the Edmonton Oilers. All of that and more right after the break. Stick around. <laughs> Hey guys, this is the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendyka from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. Alright, welcome back part two. Let's just jump right in. We're gonna talk Eastern Conference playoffs. I wanna talk about the Bucks specifically first. You were wrong. Um I was totally wrong. Don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> could not have been more wrong. I was so I was like, man, Boston played really well game one. And then game two have I'm like, that's expected, right? Yeah. They're in Milwaukee. Then game three and four, they just went, I don't know how to play basketball. And game four, Kyrie went, I'm gonna shoot the ball every time I touch the basketball. So it was really great. Um I don't, really like, I don't even like Boston, but I was frustrated by it. I don't know what the hell my problem was. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even like any team I mean, from Boston. I don't even like you know I mean? Toronto,
1: really, but, like... I don't, I don't I like the Bucs. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's all... So it's cool. weird. But, all right. Well, I want to talk about the Bucks, though. You're a big Giannis fan. Yes. Um... Gonna you're probably gonna, you're probably going to get his jersey pretty soon cuz you're weird. But are they the team to beat? Like looking at it, not just from the East. We're going to we're going to hyper focus on the West side next week, right? Once we know the results from the Steph or from the Warriors. I should say I was going to say the Steph Curry's, but <laughs> the Steph Curry's versus the James Harden, I mean, James Harden's, but um, we'll we'll focus on that in the, in next week. But the East though, especially are they the team to beat right now in the entire playoffs? Because I look at I look at both sides. In the East, I think they are. Yeah, right, I mean, they were the number one seed, They had the best yeah. record in the basketball. But the way they are playing right now, I mean, they just beat the living dog crap out of yeah. out of the Boston Celtics. Right? They had no idea. And Brad Stevens is a hell of a basketball coach. That's not like that's a chump team. It's not yeah. the Pistons they're playing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give me your thoughts on the Bucks and on, on what's. I mean, are they are they a shoe in just to basically take a team to seven at most? If you know, if they struggle in the finals.
1: Oh, they'll... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, well, the only team that can, I think, even compete against them is the Warriors. Right. And it's only if the Warriors are 100% healthy. Right. I think Giannis himself, I think there's only one guy who can guard KD and vice versa beat KD offensive and defensively, and I think it's Giannis. Yeah. With his length and everything, right. there's no, oh, KD's going to just shoot over you because he's seven feet because Giannis is... Seven feet tall, right? Too. Exactly. So, I think that matchup is mm-hmm. going to play very well. It's shocking when you look at top, if you just looked at the roster for the Bucks, yeah, you like put it on the wall and you just looked at all the names, and you're like, and you're like, wow. like Giannis, George Hill, Malcolm Brogdon, Brooke Lopez, and you're like, wow, so this team wins like what 41 games, right? And they win 62 games in the yeah, season, exactly. and 51 of them are blowouts, right? And you're like, okay, didn't expect that, yeah. And I think it's actually there's a big reason, I don't think they ever stop playing.
0: No, they don't. Well, this, their depth is ridiculous. It's like they come off the bench. Like when you've yeah. got like Ilya Soba coming off the bench. When you've got other George big. Hill I mean George, bench, yeah, George Hill coming off producing? the bench. Yeah, right. That's what the I'm what? saying. Right. Like you know, you've got pieces there where you know Giannis sits down and the production doesn't completely go to a standstill. Yeah. You know. That was the
1: biggest problem with LeBron's Cavs. Yeah. The, his four LeBron would sit and it would
0: be a 15 point swing. swing. And then you're just sitting there like, okay. He was, let's out, let's he right was out, out of out. the game for two minutes and he comes, he's like, seriously? You guys yeah. couldn't do anything? Giannis
1: literally can sit for six minutes at a time Yes, and they get a bigger lead when he's right. done. Right. Exactly. Like he has I a mean, minus plus he has a negative plus minus because when he's off the court, they yeah. actually keep growing their lead and then right. he just comes back on and it's the yeah, same thing. Exactly. It's just absolutely consistent. insane.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know of a team in the east right in a long time that's been this dominant going through right like this where i i mean honestly the, even these Cavs teams with lebron right like yeah. they would always have a series like the pacers would play them tough right yeah. or even when the heat were winning a lot like atlanta pushed the celtics in 08 like tough right mm-hmm. the heat of you know the heat didn't just blow through no. most of the time they always had a you know a series against either boston or somebody where it was a tough six seven games I don't see even whoever wins between Toronto and Philadelphia, Philadelphia, that's a four, maybe a five game series. I'm gonna be honest, I, I don't either. see, I don't see them winning more than one game.
1: I don't either. I, I, I mean, I honestly, really just because you know, of the matchups, I really, I really think that too because they literally just keep playing, and like Toronto will go on a streak where it's like, oh, they'll go like three minutes without scoring. Yeah. But Philly's not good enough to like right. take a huge lead. Philly can't shoot, but, but then fine. like Philly like, goes on a five-minute streak and then whatever. Right. Like, they just, like, take breaks almost. Right. Literally, the Bucs go 48 minutes, and they never stop making shots. Well, what's amazing, and too, is that a,
0: any way you dial it up, right? You want mid-range shots? You got blood. So you know, Pearson, pick, roll, pop, and jump, yep. and then it's there, right? You want the three ball? Okay, I got Lopez, I got Middleton, I got Iliusov, I got all these dudes, you know, yep. just drop. it. You want to go inside? You got right, you got Giannis going in. in. Lopez can take it inside. You've got all these dudes who are just, like, able yep. just to go... Where do you go? Where, yeah. How do you guard him, right? What do you do to shut him down? Even if you shut down Giannis, they have enough talent around and enough shooters around them, you know, to yeah. go, okay, that's fine. Yeah. He'll just be in the sh- I mean, the fact when he has only 16 points and 12 rebounds, he has the Drummond stat line, mm-hmm. and that means he's been ineffective, you're just like, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. really, I mean, true dominance by the Bucks all the yeah. way around.
1: So, so if they played the Warriors, who would you take? Like, right Oof. now? Oh, actually, let's pen KD's healthy.
0: Okay, KD's healthy. I'm going to say the Warriors still.
1: Okay. Je- it's, it, that
0: would be a hell of a series. I hope it goes that way, honestly, because I think like it would be a hell of a series. I think it goes 7. Okay. I think it goes I would, 7. I would,
1: I would be the heaviest boy on yeah. earth if it went 7. Yeah. Because that think game that, 7 yeah. would be absolutely incredible. Crazy. In
0: Milwaukee, too. Yeah, it would because be a they're the series. Because they have the best <laughs> record, right? I think that the Warriors, though... When it comes to the finals, right? They just coast all the way through. They play like dog crap all year, right? But they have just have natural talent. But the finals, I do think there's a switch for that team, right? I think that I don't know if the Bucks have another switch Besides, mm-hmm. they're playing so good right now, right? So good. And even if they maintain that level, I don't know if it's we can kick it over again. Now, next year, if you're telling me this and KD and or Clay is gone, right, I'm taking the Bucks oh, all day long. Too. But I just feel like there's enough shooters around them, right, where if Giannis, for whatever reason, is somewhat countered by, like, so if him and Durant cancel each other out, I feel like overall the supporting cast for Durant yeah. is still better.
1: Do you think the—okay, so I guess we're going to go a little off-topic of this Yeah. Now. So if they play each other, yeah. do you think the Bucks are the one team that hasn't figured out how to stop the three-ball, though? Because, and what I mean by that is, yeah. no matter, they play Houston, so and they long. still they still make like 22-3 somehow, right. like the Warriors, right. well, exactly. just the so Rockets can match that. Right. However, I think the Bucks are so long, they're mm-hmm. so lengthy, mm-hmm. that I think they can, and with Giannis being able to single guard KD, mm-hmm. and everyone else can one-on-one everybody else with their depth, I think they actually... And Steph not shooting great and Clay hasn't had that game yet right. so far this whole postseason. Right. I think there's a chance that you have these guys actually not shoot as well. Mm-hmm. And I think the Bucks actually could win this. I'm like not saying they couldn't. I
0: still. think that's very close, right? I just think I'm looking at experience. I'm looking at the the history involved yeah. with it, right? I'm looking at what they do in the finals, yeah. right? It's kind of like LeBron. LeBron LeBron plays well in the playoffs. He plays out of this world. in In the finals finals. or game sevens, right? Where he like, it's another zone or elimination games where like he gets in another level where you're just like, he's, he's putting up 30. It's just going to happen and you just have to accept it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would be extremely, and if that happens, we'll go super in depth on that. We'll go matchup by matchup and we'll kind of talk about it. I think Draymond would play a huge point in the Warriors' success there because he has to be able to be something of an offensive threat for yep. them to really stay in it. Because if not, I, I mean... Well, because I would just gross. say Giannis is
1: going to chill on him.
0: It's going to get gross.
1: Back up and then just play right, right in the middle. Right. And if Draymond doesn't do much, mm-hmm. it's almost five on 4 you We're going
0: to have to see Steve Kerr coach a little bit. Yeah. Basically, which you can't it's see the first happen. Time. Exactly. First time ever. You know what I mean? In like a yeah. year and a half. No kidding. Since like, and in, in, like, in all honesty, right? All right. Let's, uh, let's shift now to the WWE wild card rule. Okay. So basically Vince McMahon comes out on, on Raw. Basically says... Oh. Three people from SmackDown can come on Raw. Any three people anytime. And then on SmackDown, same thing. Three people from Raw can come to SmackDown, three people from SmackDown can come to Raw. And then they proceed to have more than three people come from SmackDown. But wait, no, Raw. they
1: said it could be four.
0: Okay, but they already had five on TV at that point. Oh crap. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then they, you know, and then SmackDown, same thing. So first thing oh, I always want to ask you straight yes. up stupid or genius? We can um, we'll make the argument for both. So give me your honest uh, opinion and then I'll make the I'll make the argument for the other one. I think it's stupid and it's not even close. Do you think it's even like what is the point? Like cuz I I've always been trying to rationalize I am looking for that. I know the point. Let's be let's be clear. I know the point, but before I did, yeah. what what are they expecting to gain from this? Is it just the unpredictability? Are they trying to add that level of like you don't know what's going to happen every week now, so you
1: have to tune in because you never know who's going to show up. I think, I think that's what they're going for. I yeah. mean, I couldn't see a realm that if it's not that, right. then what they could be doing. I
0: just feel like they're like, no, i got to have Roman Reigns every week, every show. i got to have Roman gotta. and AJ and Seth and Finn Balor doing a 17 sling blades because that's what sells. <laughs> 17 <laughs> just more sling blades. imagine how much you'd go crazy there oh in a tag my match together. gosh.
1: Like those four guys. Oh, vintage,
0: insert name, <laughs> vintage, you know what I mean? And that's not, that's not me being a troll, that's not me being a mark, but it's like the product has become so stale, it's yes. for so many, we- like since WrestleMania, the, the, we talked about it, the Raw Act Mania sucked, right? Yeah. SmackDown Act Mania sucked, so yeah. it's like, it, I was totally in favor, I love what they did with the Superstar Shakeup for the most part, I love the guys that they moved around, mm-hmm. I thought it was new and fresh, you were going to have new matchups, and then what do you do? You move everybody back. Not even you know temporarily, but the fact that Roman Reigns was wrestling on both shows is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely stupid to me.
1: Okay, here's what I would say: is you either need to go to one gigantic roster, roster right, and have like Raw be your main show, and then SmackDown be like almost like a de- developmental for your main talent, mm-hmm. and just have like heavy well, machinery. And-
0: if they would have just done it when they went back to the two brands. To the two rosters, right? What I wanted to see was two things. Number one, SmackDown got better because SmackDown was terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then two, you did what you used to do, which was you took all of your, you took your major stars, your big stars, put them on Raw, right? Like the Triple H's and the Ric Flair's and all those guys, they went to Raw, right? The Chris Jericho's, whatever. And then you had the SmackDown side and you had Eddie Guerrero and you had the SmackDown 6, right? So you were able to cultivate and bring up and, and make talent on SmackDown mm-hmm. to get them ready to go to Raw for the mm-hmm. most part, right? Uh, some people notwithstanding. But for the most part, that was the goal. So it, you didn't do that, though. Instead, what you did was you just split them even, kind of. You tried to make it as even as you could. But I would have rather this went, hey, okay, yeah, Ambrose will go to SmackDown whatever, because he was champion at the time, right? You've got the universal title, whatever. But for the most part, it should have been young guys. Young guys who've never been world champions before, right? Really make SmackDown somewhere where you can go, okay, this is truly the land of opportunity where Mm -hmm. I'm able to watch a guy like Sami Zayn, and and credit to them, he was in the title match this week. No chance of winning. Completely killed his finish, but it's fine. And But... (laughs) Have a guy like Sami Zayn or Kofi Kingston, right? Okay, okay, they're going to go to SmackDown, and they're going to be the top guys over yeah. there, right? And let AJ and, and Reigns and whoever go over here, right? Yeah. You could have easily done that, and everybody went, and went okay, and bought it and yeah. believed it, right? But, like, you kill everybody by making them go like this all the time because, like, as we talked about before, Rollins is your universal champion, but Reigns is still getting more screen time than the world champion is. Yeah. Still.
1: Okay, well, I mean, not even to that far of an extent, I literally just want to see two brands. Right. And, and have, have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Nothing. I, I don't want, want you to talk. Uh, I don't want you nothing. I thought it was awesome when Shane and Stephanie came back and it like storyline felt like they actually didn't like each other. Right. Because then you bought in like. Right. Because wow, there's a competitiveness. Gonna, they're actually going to fight for ratings. Absolutely. Air quotes. Right. And they're actually going to like, you know. Right. Trade guys and mm-hmm. like actually make fight it like. Fight for talent. and make it Like
0: we need to put on a better pay-per-view than then, you yeah. need to. Because now was, they're joined again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like they had the Raw SmackDown, the right. Raw one, SmackDown. One. All right, which one's gonna be better? And you saw
0: the... guys get opportunities, yeah. right? You saw, oppor- you saw the uh, even if it didn't work, right? Like the Jinder Mahal thing, I was yeah. totally against it. I was very vocal about it. But point being is they did it, yeah. and they were able to make a guy a new star. Yes. So what what was wrong with that? Was were the pay per views as good? Probably not. No. But I'd rather watch a SmackDown pay per view where I where I see more people than I would rather watch the same pay per view over and over and over again, right? Like, don't get me wrong. Was I thrilled with Heath Slater and Rhino as SmackDown Tag Team Champions? No, of course not. But would I rather watch that versus them against American Alpha than see, than see, you know, the Usos Usos New, Day. New Day for the 15th time? You know, I guess that's a bad example because they put really, really, really good shows. But, yeah. Would I rather see Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre against The Shield for the 15th time? No, I don't. That's I think that's the difference, right? Is I'd rather see something different just for different sakes sometimes than watch the same like if you I have the same 20 superstars in every show, mm-hmm. why why do I got to watch this one because I know exactly what's going to happen because yeah. it happened in all the rest of them.
1: Well, that's why you have to actually not have sorry for all your fans, not have Seth Rollins on every single show. Exactly. Not have Roman on Yeah, every a
0: Roman show. Reigns. Like you got to give these guys a break. Let some other dudes Because I get like the whole step up, I man. think
1: I think they the problem was Brock Lesnar was there, and everyone was like, anno- Like Vince was like, oh, people are annoyed that Brock's never there, so now we're going to have Seth always there. That wasn't the problem, though, no. was Brock was never there. Yeah, right. You- Seth's
0: here every week. I'm good with seeing Seth every week on one show. Yeah. I'm good with seeing Roman even that. Like, on let's have one him on
1: every other show. Yeah. So right. then, or he like, does a promo you know, on like something. Once right. every four weeks. So then you're like, hey, Rollins is gonna show up and right. talk about his new challenger or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then it then something. it incites you to Anything come. else,
0: right? And like the you know, like that's the thing like they're throwing away a perfectly good feud with the Revival News house. You know how good those matches could be? Mm-hmm. And they're still focusing. And then you've got a team like Car- Anderson and Gallows in the ring getting ready for a match against the Revival. And they're not even talked about. Like, that was the premier tag team in Japan for years with the Bullet Club. They were the hottest team coming out and nothing, right? Like, it's amazing to me how these guys can go from one place (laughs) to another and immediately be forgotten about. I mean, Balor was, too. That's what I'm saying, though, right? Is that, (laughs) you know, Balor was the guy. He broke the mold for junior heavyweights. And now you're going to just – I get it. He's the intercontinental champion now. But for years, he just wasn't doing anything. He's dropping – he's losing to Baron Corbin every week. That drives me nuts, you know? I'm very, very interested to see what they're going to do with Money in the Bank because they they have a they have that Money in the Bank match, some of the guys they have in there, they have a real chance to make somebody and make somebody a true star and elevate somebody permanently to the main event scene as long as they don't screw it up.
1: So at this point, would you rather just go back to one brand?
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I would. But once again, I would rather have two separate brands and they just stay away from each other. But clearly, I'm not going to get that. So if that's going to be the case, then yeah, then make it one. Yeah. Then combine the titles again, and you need to have one world champion. So you even then you need to
1: combine the titles, though.
0: Yes, because if you're gonna have one ro- like if you're going with the th- thought that you have one roster, you should not have two world champions. The whole point why why that feud worked for a long time was SmackDown didn't talk about Raw. Mm-hmm. Raw never talked about SmackDown, and they only combined on the Big Four. Right, that was it. Yeah. Survivor Series, Rumble, SummerSlam, Mania. That was, and still, even then, they never interacted with each other. No. They always just claimed to be better than each other. They fought each other one year, one time. Survivor Series. Yeah. That one big match. You had your stars. JBL was champion. Triple H was champion. It was fine. It worked. I don't understand why we can't just ignore each other. I get it because maybe it's just because people don't want to watch SmackDown. But maybe people just don't want to watch SmackDown no matter what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean. But bring all the NXT guys up then. Then you'll have at least the internet people like ourselves watching just to see how you're going to ruin them. I don't know. It's just I'm very frustrated with the product because there's a lot of stuff they could be doing right now and they're they're vowing and they're going to raise prices on the WWE Network pretty soon and all this stuff. And it's like, what incentive are you giving me to, to pay more for this product? Because the product sucks. And it, I'm pretty patient with it for the most part. I feel like I'm not a normal fan. where like, I give it some time to like, all right, Let's just see how it plays out first I before mean, do you I do even tune in to everyone on on the. I, I, I can't anymore because I know it's going to happen already. <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? Bobby Lashley is going to, you know, be mad and not talk. It's going to be great, you know, or whatever. Baron Corbin's going to beat Chad Gable up for the 15th time. Or, you know, Lars Sullivan's going to yell and. That's it. Even Hardy, I guess, Yeah, right? exactly, right? He's going to yeah, beat we, up we, Matt we Hardy, three-second delay, you know? It's whatever what you want to ta- <laughs> what talk about, you know? I don't know. It's frustrating. I just wish that they would just just sit down and just go, you know what? All right, let's everyone just take a second. Like, after Money in the Bank, they could. They really could have, like, a whole, like, transition type. Like, they're putting down WWE title matches. Oh, okay, cool. Like... So and so's getting a WWE title match against Kofi. Yeah, because AJ's gonna win the WWE championship right now and then go face Rollins at, at Money in the Bank, right? At least the SmackDown one, I go, okay, maybe they do something crazy and Sami Zayn wins. And everyone goes, What the heck just happened? But knowing full well they won't, but it's like yeah. you know, why is AJ getting championship opportunity after championship opportunity after like he's gonna have three title matches on TV in like two weeks? And he's not gonna win any of them. got I, I understand you know what I mean. It's just like, come on, man. It's frustrating, folks. It's frustrating. It's tough to be me, basically, is what I'm telling you. It's tough to be me. I'm very frustrated. Mike's <laughs> over here laughing, but I'm I'm, I'm frustrated, but
1: all right. Let's... I, I get frustrated at basketball.
0: I know because... you do. I know. It's okay. Uh, sorry. It's still real to me. damn it. <laughs> it's fake, Rob. <laughs> I know, right? It's fake. Everybody all my work's like, you know it's fake, right? I'm like, I get it. No, it's yeah, fixed. Exactly. There's a difference. All right. Let's shift now and we call myself here. Kenny Holland's gone. He's gone to the Edmonton Oilers, taking that GM that position. Yeah, I don't really care, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> we got Steve Eisenman back, but here's what I want to ask you though: Are you surprised, first off, that he's gone like immediately? Because he signed an extension, he got promoted to you know executive vice presidential pardon something rather I don't oh, know okay. whatever yeah, right yeah, whatever the role above was. the GM for whatever <laughs> purpose and signed an extension with the club to immediately move. To take another GM job? Are you surprised that he left this quick? Like it's been two weeks since we since we brought Iserman back. So like, I was kind of expecting him to leave, but like after a year, yeah, I figured like I it'd be a year later. Yeah, but like now he's he's just gone. He's Like, see, so, yeah. hey, I
1: mean, you know, we have Iserman, so like he can leave, sure. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I'm, like kind of like I don't.
0: I mean, is it weird? I think it's a little weird. Number one, honestly, I mean he's okay. been here forever. You know he's been here for three cups. So I mean I'm not gonna just you know completely just you know oh okay. you know bon voyage. I but, mean I will. But But does this now, because Holland is officially gone, right, and Eisenman's in charge, are you sensing, like, a a seismic shift in the way the Wings are going to do business right now? Because I feel like you're going to see, not necessarily maybe a roster upheaval, but I do feel like you're going to see the way we draft and the way we sign free agents and the way we scout and everything else, right? I feel like it's going to change... Quite a bit. I, I do feel like that. I just feel like there's like a like like a, an ideology just because there's a new GM, obviously, right? So there's always an ideology that changes. But I just feel like everyone's going to be like, he could sign me who can't skate tomorrow. Eiserman could do a contract, and everybody would love the signing because Isman did it. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like there's like this like a seismic shift, not only in their ideology, but the fan perception yeah. of. Wow, we're making all the right moves now. Yeah, because Eisenman did it. Well, not, it's not it's really like
1: if you brought in Bill Belichick to the yeah. Lions and he just started making signings. Right, he'd be like, he signed. He, he
0: drafted was, four kickers in the first four rounds. That's what we needed. Yeah, because we we, we absolutely believe it. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's that effect. Yeah,
1: and I mean,
0: I just I just think that you're gonna see over the like the next two years. Kind of similar to what Bob Quinn did when he first got here. Like, the roster, he completely just went, no, just go away. Like, I don't like any of you, right? I feel like, with the exception (laughs) of some very important stalwarts, right, you know, Mantha, Larkin, Anthony Sioux, yada, 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 you're going to see a lot of guys go bye-bye really fast, right? And I feel like their first order of business is cleaning up this cap. I feel like that's going to be his first thing he's going to do. He's like, I'm prepared to suck for three more years just to get our cap situation all under wraps. You yeah. know what I mean? Because your top four point getters were under the age of twenty five this year. It's the first time it's ever happened in franchise history. There are top four po- are under the age of twenty five. That is crazy to me. So it's, so you have pillars to build around, right? Yeah. Bertuzzi, whoever, so you've got guys, Smart I just day. think it's time to where it's like, okay, let's just breathe it with a second. And once we get some of this dead fat off of the body, right? Now we can go and really make a run. But last question, with you. last question I want to ask you. I'm going to skip what I just asked because I had what was Holland pushed out. We kind of figured he was going to be. But yeah. give me, I mean, as a whole, right, Are you do you feel like, what is Edmonton's ceiling with Holland? Do you think he can oh. replicate what he did here? Um, in the salary cap era. Because, I mean, he did it once. I mean, we won the t- we won the Cup in 08. We should have won another one in 09. We didn't, but beside the point. It's okay. It's okay. I'm still mad about it. But it's fine. We'll I hate Crosby. Just want to make that clear. But <laughs> no one's going to disagree with me. Nobody likes him except for people in Pittsburgh. But
1: you're not wrong. Right. Katie, so right. Okay.
0: what is okay. there's Because they have, a, yeah, they have a young star, right? Connor mm-hmm. McDavid. He's yep. unhappy. That team's terrible. They still have mail put pieces around him. Yeah. They won that sweepstakes. So, with that being said, they have a perennial franchise-altering player there, mm-hmm. right? Can he replicate what he did there? Or is he, is he just, like, is he our Mayhew? Like, Millen was so terrible, Mayhew's going to get us here, right? All right? We need to bring in now the next guy to take us here.
1: Uh, I mean, I think he could do...
0: Because <laughs> we have drafted well, theoretically. Yeah,
1: I mean, I actually just don't believe in Ken Holland to do that. Yeah. Also, um, every team in that division is getting a lot better too. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, no. it's almost a lot work. like you're like a lot of work. you're almost like chasing from behind. Right. It's almost like the bottom teams in this NFL one where like right. you're just kinda of so far behind right now mm-hmm. that like even if you do draft amazing and you get all these pieces, it's not going to be I, for three it's, years. It's right? not going to be for three or four years anyway. Right. And in that three to four years, if they are really bad, all the fans are going to be like, "Oh, cut, get them out of here! Right. Like, I don't exactly. trust them now." Yeah. And you're almost going to lose a fan base in that time. Yes, and do, I think that's. Where, do you
0: feel like because of where they're at, right? Because Edmonton's worse than we are for the most part. So it's like, do you think that he has to change his thinking because? Our salary cap situation is directly because he tried to keep the streak alive, right? That like Everybody wants to th- praise the streak, but the reason why we're in this mess now is because we tried to keep the streak alive. That's mm-hmm. straight up is exactly what happened. Like After 2011, we should have burnt this thing to the ground, and we'd be back contending for championships already, instead of losing in the first round every year to Tampa. So, with that being said, <laughs> I got a lot of hot takes today. I don't know. It's, just, it's not even hot takes. It's just facts that people don't want to like admit to themselves, but... So I feel like he he's his cap management for me is his weak point is yeah. being able to like truly like evaluate talent on the free agency market and go this is a fair offer mm-hmm. right like yeah. you know Tampa was able to get away with some guys like Kucherov late in the draft but they signed stamp they signed pivotal guys to big contract while we're paying Franz Nielsen five years you know what I mean. So
1: you didn't like that? No. Oh, okay. That's what just, I'm saying. Just, we just we signed Steven
0: Weiss for three years for like six million dollars a year, and he didn't make. The, he was on the roster for less than a season, and we're still paying him. How stupid is that? You know what I mean? You're paying Johan Franzen instead of Jose, which, looking back on it, I get it's 2020 vision. But still, he hasn't played in six years. So, you know what I mean? I just think that that's his. I think that's his weak point. But I do think that he, once again, I think he's their Mayhew. I think he gets them yeah. out of the situation that they're in now. I think he convinces McDavid to stay. And then I think he builds a okay team, and that's when he retires and hands it off because he's not young. either. It's not like he's yeah. 50. I, he's I like see 60, that. I mean, 70.
1: I am more in my opinion where I think yeah. it's just gonna be whatever it is, and then no. he's just gonna leave, and it's not gonna get that much better. But could be wrong. You could be right.
0: By the ne- in the next three years, who's better off? We are or they are?
1: Oh, we are. You think so? Yeah, I think we already have. The- I think we have a lot of I think we're better here. now, but that
0: doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah. I was saying, like, three years from now, we're going to be looking back and going, okay, we're on the episode 304, and we're going to go, and is it going to be us talking about them being the Wings being relevant again? Or are we going to be talking about how, wow, we've really maintained status quo, and we're still... <laughs> I, think,
1: <laughs> I think we're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah, in, in three years. years. Okay, I can accept Mark that. Mark that date. What's Mark the date today? today? May 9th? I
0: think the 10th. The 10th, technically. Also, all right, that's going to be it, but I do want to say one thing. So, all of you, I'm Always Right Sports Podcast people, all right, let us know in the comments or on our Twitters, at Mike Merkel, at Robin Dyke, right? What you think of the show. Give us some feedback. We want to hear your feedback. If you agree with us, if you want to disagree with us, whatever. Also, by the time you are hearing this, War of the Worlds in Grand Rapids will have happened. We are going to go from that show. Be, be sure, though, to check. Uh, when you're hearing this, the show will have already happened. But check our Twitter. Check our Instagram. Because I'm guessing we're going to be posting some live videos from that show. Probably. So, I mean, we're going to have a boys trip going down there. So be sure to pay attention to that. Also, once again, if you are... Are a sports writer for a for a website, a magazine, whether you're talking about wrestling, hockey, baseball, whatever, and you want to be on the show, let us know. Iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. If you are a fan of the show and you want to be on for a segment, let us know. Once again, send us an invite. Let us know. We'll we'll schedule it with you. We'll talk about a topic you feel most comfortable with. We'd love to have you. We have guests on all the time. As you can see, Kyle's been living here in this seat for a while while the brain has been missing in action. We got to start doing like some vignettes for her return, yeah. Like in wrestling, you know. Maybe yeah, we we'll should. do maybe we'll do what they're doing in WWE, the Bray Wyatt thing. We'll have puppets and puppets oh, dying. I and- went to
1: Dave and Buster's today and they had alligator puppets, fantastic. And I should have got one just for that segment, <laughs>
0: fantastic. All yeah. right, for the Merc Zone, I am the mouth of Michigan. We will see you guys as always next time. Next time.